Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Um, we know that some of our major uh, reflectors <laughs> have gone to New Brajadam for this festivities there for Nishinga Chaturdasi. Uh, um, so we miss them, but at the same time, <clears throat> the show must go on. So here we go. <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami, who spent more time being instructed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself than any other devotee. He was senior to Rupa Goswami, who is our, more or less, we're Rupanugas, he's our founder, you know, the, the chariot we follow. But still, Sanatana Goswami was glorified by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. At the same time, he was glorifying Rupa Goswami, very uh, elevated uh, glorification. So he, he Sanatana Goswami's idea was to offer 108 obeisances to the Krishna Lila pastimes in Vrindavan. Uh, and this Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram was the 107th obeisance to the Vrindavan Lila of Krishna. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate. Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supr supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadu tadayin adini chochatakara hanamun mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the fourth chapter of the third canto. Vidura approaches Maitreya. We're starting right from the beginning of this chapter. Text 1. Mm -hmm. Uddhava is still speaking. 
thereafter, all of them, the descendants of Rishni and Bhoja, being permitted by the Brahmanas, took part of the remnants of prasadam and also drank liquor made of rice. By drinking, they all became delirious and bereft of knowledge, they touched the cores of each other's hearts with harsh words. Purport. In ceremonies when Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are sumptuously fed, the host partakes of the remnants of foodstuff after the guest has given permission. So descendants, so the descendants of Rishni and Bhoja formally took permission from the Brahmanas and ate the prepared foodstuff. Chatriyas are permitted to drink at certain occasions, so they all drank a kind of light liquor made of rice. By such drinking they become delirious and bereft of sense, so much so that they, f that they forgot their relationship with one another and used harsh words which touched the cores of each other's hearts. Drinking is so harmful that even such a highly cultured family can become affected by intoxication and forget themselves in a drunken state. The descendants of Vrishni and Bhoja were not expected to forget themselves in this way, but by the will of the Supreme it happened, and thus they became harsh towards one another. Text 2 As by the friction of bamboos destruction takes place, so also at sunset, by the interaction of the faults of intoxication, all their minds became unbalanced and destruction took place. Purport When there is a need of fire in the forest, by the will of the Supreme, it takes place due to friction among the bamboos. Similarly, the descendants of Yadu were all destroyed by the will of the Lord by the process of self-destruction. Just as there is no possibility of a fires occurring deep in the forest due to human effort, so also there was no power in the universe which could vanquish the descendants of Yadu, who were protected by the Lord. The Lord wanted them to be so destroyed, and thus they obeyed His order, as indicated by the word Tad Anugyata. Text 3 The Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, after foreseeing the end of His family and his, by His internal potency, went to the bank of the river Saraswati, sipped water, and sat down underneath a tree. Purport. All the above-mentioned activities of the Yadus and Bhojas were executed by the internal potency of the Lord because He wanted them to be dispatched to their respective abodes after He had finished His mission of descent. They were all His sons and grandsons and were given complete protection by the parental affection of the Lord. How could they be vanquished in the presence of the Lord is answered in this verse. Everything was done by the Lord Himself. Swatma Mayaya. The Lord's family members were either incarnations of His plenary expansions or demigods from the heavenly planets. And thus, before His departure, He separated them by His internal potency. Before being dispatched to their respective abodes, they were sent to the holy place of Prabhas, where they performed pious activities and took food and drink to their heart's content. It was then arranged for them to be sent back to their abodes so that others could see that the powerful Yadu dynasty was no longer in the world. In a previous verse, the word Anugyata indicating that the whole sequence of events was arranged by the Lord is significant. These particular pastimes of the Lord are not a manifestation of His external energy or material nature. Such an exhibition 
of his internal potency is eternal, and therefore one should not conclude that the yadus and bhojas died in a drunken state in an ordinary fratricidal war. Sri Jiva Goswami comments on these incidents as magical performances. Text 4 The Lord is the vanquisher of the distresses of one who is surrendered unto Him. Thus, he who desired to destroy his family told me previously to go to Badarik Ashram. Purport While at Dwaraka, Uddhava was warned to avoid the distresses which were to follow the disappearance of the Lord and the destruction of the Yadu dynasty. He was advised to proceed to Badarik Ashram because there he could associate with the devotees of Nara Narayana and in their association of devotional service increase his eagerness for chanting, hearing, knowledge and detachment. Text 5 Yet in spite of my knowing his desire to destroy the dynasty, O Arindama, Vidura, I followed him because it was impossible for me to bear separation from the lotus feet of the Master. Text 6 Thus following, I saw my patron and master, Lord Sri Krishna, sitting alone and deeply thinking, taking shelter on the bank of the river Saraswati, although he is the shelter of the goddess of fortune. Purport Those who are in the renounced order of life often take shelter underneath a tree. The Lord was found by Uddhava in that condition of taking shelter as do persons who have no shelter. Because he is the proprietor of everything, everywhere is his shelter and everywhere is under his is under his shelter. The entire material and spiritual cosmic manifestation is sustained by him and therefore he is the shelter of everything. So there was not so there was nothing astonishing <clears throat> in his taking shelter in the way of the unsheltered who are in the renounced order of life. Text seven. The Lord's body is blackish, but is eternal, full of bliss and knowledge, and very, very beautiful. His eyes are always peaceful, and they are reddish like the rising morning sun. I could immediately recognize him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead by his four hands, different symbolic representations, and yellow silk garments. Text 8 The Lord was sitting, taking rest against a young banyan tree with his right lotus foot on his left thigh and although he had left all household comforts he looked quite cheerful in that posture. Purport According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur the Lord's sitting posture keeping his back against the newly grown banyan tree is also meaningful. The Ashwata banyan tree is so called because the tree does not die very quickly. <clears throat> it continues to live for many, many years. The Lord's legs and their energies are the material ingredients which are five in all. Earth, water, fire, air and ether. The material energies represented by the banyan tree are the products of his eternal potency, of his external potency, and are therefore kept to his back. And because this particular universe is the smallest of all, the banyan tree is therefore designated as small or as a child. Chakta Pipalam indicates that he now Chakta Pipalam indicates that he had now finished his pastimes 
in this particular small universe. But since the Lord is absolute and eternally blissful, there is no difference between His leaving or accepting something. The Lord was now prepared to leave this particular universe and go into another, just as the sun rises on one particular part of a planet and sets on another part, but does not change its own situation. Text 9 At that time, after traveling in many parts of the world, Maitreya, a great devotee of the Lord, <clears throat> and a friend and well-wisher of the great sage, Krishna Dvaipayana Vyas, reached that spot out of his own perfect accord. Purport Maitreya was one of the disciples of Maharshi Parashara, the father of Vyasadeva. Thus Vyasadeva and Maitreya were friends and mutual well-wishers. By some fortunate accident, Maitreya reached the place where Lord Sri Krishna was resting. To meet the Lord is not an ordinary incident. To meet the Lord is not an ordinary incident. Maitreya was a great sage and a learned scholar-philosopher, but not a pure devotee of the Lord, and therefore his meeting with the Lord at that time may have been due to Agyata Sukriti, or some unknown devotional service. Pure devotees always engage in pure devotional activities, and therefore their meeting with the Lord is natural. But when those who are not up to that standard meet the Lord, it is due to the unforeseen fortune of accidental devotional service. Text 10 Maitreya Muni was greatly attached to him, the Lord, and he was listening in a pleasing attitude with his shoulder lowered, with a smile and a particular glance upon me, having allowed me to rest, the Lord spoke as follows. Purport Although both Uddhava and Maitreya were great souls, the Lord's attention was more on Uddhava because he was a spotlessly pure devotee. A jnana-bhakta, or one whose devotion is mixed with the monistic viewpoint, is not a pure devotee. Although Maitreya was a devotee, his devotion was mixed. The Lord reciprocates with his devotees on the basis of transcendental love and not on the basis of philosophical knowledge or fruitive activities. In the transcendental loving service of the Lord, there is no place for monistic knowledge or fruitive activities. The gopis in Vrindavan were neither highly learned scholars nor mystic yogis. They had spontaneous love for the Lord, and thus He became their heart and soul. And the gopis also became the heart and soul of the Lord. Lord Chaitanya approved the relationship of the gopis with the Lord as supreme. Herein the Lord's attitude towards Uddhava was more intimate than towards Maitreya Muni. Text 11 hmm. Krishna is speaking. O Vasu, I know from within your mind what you desired in the days of yore when the Vasus and other demigods responsible for expanding the universal affairs performed sacrifices. You particularly desired to achieve my association. This is very difficult to obtain for others, but I award it unto you. Purport Uddhava is one of the eternal associates of the Lord, and a plenary portion of Uddhava was one of the eight Vasus in the days of yore. The eight Vasus and the demigods in the upper planetary system who are responsible for the management of the universal affairs 
performed a sacrifice in the days of yore, desiring to fulfill their respective ultimate goals in life. At that time, an expansion of Uddhava, acting as one of the Vasus, desired to become an associate of the Lord. The Lord knew this because He is present in the heart of every living entity as Paramatma, the super-consciousness. In everyone's heart, there is the representation of the super-consciousness who gives memory to the partial consciousness of every living entity. The living entity is partial consciousness. The living entity, as partial consciousness, forgets incidents of his past life, but the superconsciousness reminds him how to act in terms of his past cultivation of knowledge. The Bhagavad Gita confirms this fact in various ways. Yayatam mam prapadyante tangstataiva pajamnyaham Bhagavad Gita 4.11 Sarvasya chaham ridisanavishto matak smritir jnanam apohanam cha Gita 15.15 Everyone is at liberty to desire as he likes, but the desire is fulfilled by the Supreme Lord. Everyone is independent to think or desire, <clears throat> but the fulfillment of one's desire depends on the Supreme Will. This law is expressed as man proposes, God disposes. In the, in the days of yore, when the demigods and vasus performed sacrifice, Uddhava, as one of the vasus, desired to enter into the association of the Lord, which is very difficult for those busy in empiric philosophical speculation or fruitive activities. Such persons have practically no information of the facts about becoming an associate of the Lord. Only the pure devotees can know by the mercy of the Lord that the personal association of the Lord is the highest perfection of life. The Lord assured Uddhava that he would fulfill his desire. It appears that when the Lord informed him by his indication to Uddhava, the great sage Maitreya, finally became aware of the important importance of entering into the association of the Lord. Text 12 O honest one, your present life is the last and the supermost because in this term of life you have been awarded my ultimate favor. Now you can go to my transcendental abode Vaikuntha, by leaving this universe of conditioned entities. Your visit to me in this lonely place because of your pure and unflinching devotional service is a great boon for you. Purport When a person is fully conversant with knowledge of the Lord as far as can be known by a perfect living entity in the liberated state, he is allowed to enter into the spiritual sky where the Vaikuntha planets exist. The Lord was sitting in a lonely place, just about to disappear from the vision of the inhabitants of this universe, and Uddhava was fortunate to see him even at that time, <clears throat> and thus received the Lord's permission to enter Vaikuntha. The Lord is everywhere, at all times, and His appearance and disappearance are merely the experience of the inhabitants of a particular universe. He is just like the sun. The sun does not appear or disappear in the sky. It is only in the experience of men that in the morning the sun rises and in the evening the sun sets. The Lord is simultaneously both in Vaikuntha and everywhere within and without Vaikuntha. Text 13 O Uddhava, in the lotus millennium, in the, la in the days of yore, at the beginning of the creation, 
I spoke unto Brahma, who is situated on the lotus on the lotus that grows out of my navel, about my transcendental glories, which the great sages describe as Srimad Bhagavatam. Purport The explanation of the Supreme Self as given to Brahma and already explained in the second canto of this great literature is further clarified herein. The Lord said that the concise form of Srimad Bhagavatam as explained to Brahma was meant to elucidate his personality. The impersonal explanation of those four verses in the second canto is nullified herewith. Sridhar Swami also explains in this connection that the same concise form of the Bhagavatam concerned the pastimes of Lord Krishna and was never meant for impersonal indulgence. Text 14 Uddhava said, O Vidura, when I was thus favored at every moment by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and addressed by Him with great affection, my words failed in tears and the hairs of my body erupted. After smearing my tears, I, with folded hands, spoke like this. Text 15 O my Lord, devotees who, devotees who engage in the transcendental loving service of your lotus feet have no difficulty in achieving anything within the realm of the four principles of religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation. But, O Great One, as far as I am concerned, I have preferred only to engage in the loving service of your lotus feet. Purport Those who are associated with the Lord in the Vaikuntha planets achieve all the bodily features of the Lord and appear to be the same as Lord Vishnu. Such liberation is called Surup Mukti, Sarupya Mukti, which is one of the five kinds of liberations. The devotees engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord never accept Sayuja Mukti or merging into the, in the rays of the Lord called the Brahmajyoti. The devotees can achieve not only liberation but any success in the realm of religiosity, economic development or sense gratification up to the standard of the demigods of the heavenly planets. But such a pure devotee as Uddhava refuses to accept any such facilities. A pure devotee wants simply to engage in the service of the Lord and does not consider his own personal benefit. Text 16 My Lord, even the learned sages become disturbed in their intelligence when they see that your greatness engages in fruitive work, although you are free from all desires, that you take birth, although you are unborn, that you flee out of fear of the enemy and take shelter in a fort, although you are the controller of invincible time, and that you enjoy householder life surrounded by many women, although you enjoy in yourself. Purport Pure devotees of the Lord are not very much concerned with philosophical speculation in regard to transcendental knowledge of the Lord, nor is it possible to acquire complete knowledge of the Lord. Whatever little knowledge they have about the Lord is sufficient for them because devotees are simply satisfied in hearing and chanting about the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. This gives them all transcendental bliss. But some of the pastimes of the Lord appear contradictory even to such pure devotees. And, there, and thus Uddhava 
asked the Lord about some of the contradictory incidents in his pastimes. The Lord is described as having nothing to do personally, and it is actually so, because even and it, and it is actually so because even in the creation and sustenance of the material world, the Lord has nothing to do. It seems contradictory then to hear that the Lord personally lifts the Govardhan hill for the protection of his unalloyed devotees. The Lord is the supreme Brahman, the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead, appearing like a man. But Uddhava had doubts whether he could have so many transcendental activities. There is no difference between the personality of Godhead and the impersonal Brahman. How then can the Lord have so many things to do, whereas the impersonal Brahman is stated to have nothing to do, either materially or spiritually? If the Lord is ever unborn, how then is he born as the son of Basudev and Devaki? He is fearful even to Kala, the supreme fear, and yet the Lord is afraid of fighting Jarasandha and takes shelter in a fort. How can one who is full in himself take pleasure in the association of many women? How can he take wives and just like a householder take pleasure in the association of family members, children, relatives and parents? All these apparently contradictory happenings bewilder even the greatest learned scholars who thus bewildered cannot understand whether inactivity is a fact or whether his activities are only imitations. The solution is that the Lord has nothing to do with anything mundane. All his activities are transcendental. This cannot be understood by the mundane speculators. For the mundane speculators there is certainly a kind of bewilderment, but for the transcendental devotees there is nothing astonishing in this. The Brahman conception of the Absolute Truth is certainly the negation of all mundane activities, but the Parabrahman conception is full with transcendental activities. One who knows the distinctions between the conception of Brahman and the conception of Supreme Brahman is certainly the real transcendentalist. There is no bewilderment for such transcendentalists. The Lord Himself also declares in the Bhagavad Gita 10.2 Even the great sages and demigods can know hardly anything about my activities and transcendental potencies. The right explanation of the Lord's activities is given by Grandfather Bhishma Bhagavatam 1.9.16 as follows Na yasya karichit rajan puman veda vidit sitam yad vijigyasyaya yukta muyanti kavayo pihi O King no one can know the plan of the Lord, Sri Krishna, even though great philosophers inquire exhaustively. They are bewildered. Text 17 O oh my Lord, <clears throat> your eternal self is never divided by the influence of time and there is no limitation to your perfect knowledge. Thus, you were fully able to consult with yourself, yet you called upon me for consultation, as if bewildered, although you are never bewildered, and this act of yours bewilders me. So poetic Prabhupada. Translation. Purport. Uddhava was never actually bewildered, but he says that all these contradictions appear to be bewildering. The whole discussion between Krishna and Uddhava 
was meant for the benefit of Maitreya, who was sitting nearby. The Lord used to call Uddhava for consultation when Mathura was attacked by Jarasandha and others, and when the Lord executed great sacrifices as part of his routine royal work as Lord of Dwarka. The Lord has no past, present or future because he is unhampered by the influence of eternal time and thus nothing is hidden from him. He is eternally self-intelligent. Therefore his calling upon Uddhava to give him enlightenment is certainly astonishing. All these actions of the Lord appear to be contradictory, although there is no contradiction in the routine activities of the Lord. Therefore, it is better to see them as they are and not attempt to explain them. Text 18 My Lord, if you think us competent to receive it, kindly explain to us that transcendental knowledge which gives enlightenment about yourself, which enables one to cross over all afflictions, and which you explained before to Brahmaji. Purport A pure devotee like Uddhava has no material afflictions <clears throat> because he engages constantly in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. A devotee feels afflicted without the association of the Lord. Constant remembrance of the Lord's activities keeps the devotee alive. And therefore Uddhava requested that the Lord please enlighten him with the knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam as previously instructed to Brahmaji. Text 19 When I thus express my heartfelt desires unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the, the Lotus-Eyed Lord instructed me about His transcendental situation. Purport The words paramang stitim are significant in this verse. <clears throat> the Lord's transcendental situation was not even spoken of to Brahma when the four verses of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam 2.9.33-36 were explained. This transcendental situation comprises his dealings with devotees engaged in transcendental loving service as exhibited at Dwarka and Vrindavan. When the Lord explained his specific transcendental situation, it was meant for Uddhava only and therefore Uddhava particularly said, Mayam, unto me, although the great sage Maitreya was also sitting there. Such a transcendental situation is hardly understood by those whose devotion is mixed with speculative knowledge or fruitive activities. The Lord's activities in confidential love are very rarely disclosed to the general devotees who were attracted by devotion mixed with knowledge and mysticism. Such activities are the inconceivable pastimes of the Lord. Text 20 I have studied the path of understanding self-knowledge from my spiritual master, the Personality of Godhead, and thus, after circumambulating him, I have come to this place very much aggrieved due to separation. Purport Sri Uddhava's actual life is the direct symbol of the Chatushloki Bhagavatam, enunciated first to Brahmaji by the Personality of Godhead. These four very great and important verses from Srimad Bhagavatam are particularly taken out by the Mayavadi speculators who construe a different purport to suit their impersonal view of monism. Here is the proper answer to such unauthorized speculators. 
the verses of Srimad Bhagavatam are purely theistic science, understandable by the postgraduate students of the Bhagavad Gita. The unauthorized, dry speculators are offenders at the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna because they distort the purports of the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam to mislead the public and prepare a direct path to hell known as Anda Tamisra. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 1620, such envious speculators are without knowledge and are surely condemned life after life. They unnecessarily take shelter of Sripad Shankaracharya, but he was not but he was not so drastic as to commit an offense at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. According to Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sripad Shankaracharya preached the Mayavad philosophy for a particular purpose. Such a philosophy was necessary to defeat the Buddhist philosophy of the non-existence of the spirit soul, but it was never meant for perpetual acceptance. It was an emergency. Thus Lord Sri Krishna uh, thus Lord Krishna was accepted by Shankaracharya as the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his commentation on the Bhagavad Gita. Since he was a great devotee of Lord Krishna, he did not dare write any commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam because that would have been a direct offense at the lotus feet of the Lord. But later speculators in the name of Mayavad philosophy unnecessarily make their commentary on the Chatushloki Bhagavatam without any bona fide intent. The monistic dry speculators have no business in the Srimad Bhagavatam because this particular Vedic literature is forbidden for them by the great author himself. Srila Vyasadeva has definitely forbidden persons engaged in religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and finally salvation from trying to understand Srimad Bhagavatam, which is not meant for them. Sripad Sridhar Swami, the great commentator, on Srimad Bhagavatam has definitely forbidden the salvationists or monists to deal in Srimad Bhagavatam. It is not for them. Yet such unauthorized persons perversely try to understand Srimad Bhagavatam and thus they commit offenses at the, Lord, at the feet of the Lord, which even Sripad Shankaracharya dared not do. Thus they prepare for their continuation of miserable life. It should, it should be particularly noted herein that Uddhava studied the Chatushloka Bhagavatam directly from the Lord, who first spoke the verses to Brahmaji, and this time the Lord explained more confidentially the self-knowledge mentioned in the previous verse as Paramang Stitim. Upon learning such self-knowledge of love, Uddhava felt very much aggrieved by feelings of separation from the Lord. Unless one is awakened to the stage of Uddhava, everlastingly feeling the separation of the Lord in transcendental love, as exhibited by Lord Chaitanya also, one cannot understand the real import of the four essential verses of Srimad Bhagavatam. One should not indulge in the unauthorized act of twisting the meaning and thereby putting himself on the dangerous path of offense. And with that we come to 8.05 and we will stop our reading for tonight and start tomorrow evening in text 21. Okay. Please, we want to hear the appreciations and reflections of the assembled Vaishnavas. 
out there in cyberspace. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati, first out of the blocks. Fantastic. Thank you. Jai Guru Maharaj. Auspiciousness is rising. Auspiciousness is rising. It is risen. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna to you too. Wow, the same thing happened. Just see. Gopakanya Devi Dasi, yes. Jai Maharaj and all the assembled sages, happy Akadashi to all. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank Krishna. you very much. I forgot to mention it. Thank you. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my obeisances. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your daily readings of Prabhupada's books. Well, it's it's always, always my pleasure to read Srila Prabhupada's books to everyone. Hare Krishna. Something from Stefano. Stefano, Haribo. Hare Krishna. I have a general question, if I may. Please. When Prabhupada translated these books, did he consult other books? Did he know Sanskrit? From who or from where did he get this oceanic knowledge? <laughs> if the question is too stupid, I apologize. No, the question is a wonderful question. Um, the answer is obvious also. Uh, uh, it will come from your uh, continual hearing. The answers will go deeper. But the an answers is the answer is that Srila that Prabhupada received this knowledge from his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Srila Prabhupada was born in a family of pure devotees, and he was also educated from the time of his birth in the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he also studied Sanskrit in, in school as he was growing up. And he became an actual... He, doesn't, he didn't consider himself to be a great scholar, but those of us who know him know that he was a great scholar. And he would travel with a book that had the commentaries of the major um, previous acharyas, such as Sridhar Swami, Srila um, uh, Vishwanath, Chakrabarti Thakur, uh, Sanatana Goswami, uh, Jiva Goswami, and others. And in those commentaries, he, he found also uh, quotations from commentaries of other previous acharyas. So Srila Prabhupada's books, his purports particularly, are a masterpiece, uh, a like he, he wove all of these commentators together and then placed his own personal realization into it as well. And therefore it is unmatched in the world, in the history of the world. I say that not out of just sentiment or my own devotion for him personally, but by the evidence First of all, the Bhagavatam was never translated into English and brought to the Western world. Only Prabhupada could accomplish that. Second of all, the, the translation of the Gita, Bhagavad Gita, there were many translations of the Gita in English be before Prabhupada came to the West. Many, 200 maybe, maybe more. And yet not one devotee of Krishna was made by those books. So as soon as Srila Prabhupada, you know, 
published as Bhagavad Gita as it is, thousands of devotees became devotees of Krishna, which is the actual instruction of Krishna in the Gita itself. So all these are evidences, and you can read in Srila Prabhupada Lamrita, if you're fortunate enough to, to get copy of the Lilamrita, the authorized uh, biography of Srila Prabhupada, you will find all of this um, information uh, in that book put into historical context in a wonderful and inspiring way. Hare Krishna. From Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Without Srila Prabhupada's purport, I can't understand the real meaning of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore, his purport is so important for the whole world. Oh, yes. And he placed more importance, uh, even to his editors, on the purports than, than the verses. That's not to say that the verses are not important. They're very important. They're the text of the book. But the, but the purports, like you said, explain it. And we can't understand the meaning of these books without those purports. From Subhara Rajagopal. Yes, Subhara Rajagopal. Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. Happy Ekadashi. And what a glorious conversation between Lord and his greatest ever friend, Uddhava. Another thing which stood out is Prabhupada's comment in 3.4.3. Quote, These particular pastimes of the Lord are not a manifestation of his external energy or material nature. Mm. Such an exhibition of his internal potency is eternal, and therefore one should not conclude that the Yadus and Bhojas died in a drunken state in an ordinary fratricidal war. Sri Jiva Goswami comments on these incidents as magical performances. Yes, this is very interesting poetic way that Srila Prabhupada des describes it. Uh, he also, in his lectures, used to say that it was not real. The way this is the way he say it's magical, meaning he he himself uh, uh, caused it to happen the way it did. Uh, but in another sense, it didn't actually happen because all those personalities were put back in their proper places throughout the universe, in their positions as demigods and, and so forth. Actually, our commentators um, point out that the Battle of Kurukshetra was actually a proxy war between the demons and the demigods from different parts of the universe. You remember when Krishna was, when Brahma went to, to Vishnu and then received the information that Krishna would appear. Uh, he also said that the demigods should take birth in the families of the Bojas and Yadus and the other uh, uh, you know, extensions of his family. And uh, the, when the de demons found out about it, they started to incarnate in, in various families in India you know, from lower planetary systems. So it was actually the demons and the demigods fighting it out in the Battle of Kurukshetra. And this was Krishna's arrangement for the persons to be, for his, for the members of his family who were actually demigods who came to, to assist him in his mission. He separated them by, by asking them to go to Prabhaschetra and his eternal associates stayed in Dwarka. And, and Dwarka was then was then inundated with the with the flood, and they all perished, almost all of them. Some of them survived, but most of them perished. So, this is all the supreme will of the Lord, and it appears contradictory. And we heard a lot about that that very point, that 
even great scholars are, are bewildered by the past sons of the Lord that seem sometimes to be contradictory, although they never are, because the Lord is never subjected to the influence of time and space and the material modes of nature. He is doing what He wants to do at all times, in all places, in all circumstances. Hare Krishna. Subra commented, Prabhupada puts things in the right perspective for correct understanding. Yes, and clear, simple English. It's, it's a masterpiece, actually. It's a masterpiece. Certainly. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. It is so nice to be hearing you night after night. It is such an incomprehensible blessing to me and to all of us and to the world. I thank you for your wonderful determination to pour forth this transformational wisdom into the hearts of the fortunate people of the world. Hare Krishna. Well, that's a little rich for my digestive system. <laughs> I don't know if I can accept all that but you know Prabhupada's books are that and I am dedicated to reading them so I will with all the humility at my command graciously try to accept it Hare Krishna and from Jagamohan yes Jagamohan Hare Krishna dear Maharaj and dear devotees please accept my respectful obeisances all glories to Sri the Prabhupada Quote, constantly remembering the Lord's activities keeps the devotee alive. Unquote. What a powerful statement. Yes. In tonight's reading, I understand that Maitreya Muni became a pure devotee only after he overheard Krishna speak to Uddhava. Yes. Is my understanding correct? Yes, it's correct. And it was Krishna who guided him to, to come there at that time because we'll find out later on that he wanted uh, Maitreya to to initiate Vidura and instruct him in transcendental knowledge Hare Krishna he also says thank you for your continued devotional service all glories to the daily readings. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam. Thank you so much. Hari Bol. And f more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Tonight we heard about the transcendental meeting between Lord Krishna and his dear devotee Uddhava with the fortunate sage Maitreya sitting nearby. Sri Krishna was speaking to Uddhava also to teach Maitreya who did not have the level of intimacy in his relationship with Lord Krishna because he was not a pure devotee yet. Mm. But when he heard the wonderful and loving conversation between Krishna and Uddhava, mm. he understood that the greatest achievement in self-realization was mm. not knowledge or mystic power, mm. but engagement in the pure devotional service of the Lord like Uddhava did. Mm. When hearing this, I was reminded by Srila Prabhupada's example of how the mother-in-law will instruct her daughter in order to teach the new daughter-in-law how to behave. Yes, thank you very much for that reflection. It's, it, and it's true. All of it you said just now is true. Thank you, Hare Krishna. I have nothing to add or subtract. And that ends our meeting for the 12th of May, 2022. I would also like to make a kind of, well, anyway. Uh, today, exactly one year ago, I had my second uh, major surgery, second hip replacement. And I was told by the, the doctor and by the surgeon that it would take about a year or maybe a, a bit more so I just want to tell everyone that I'm feeling much better 
and my body feels as if it is not completely healed but healing almost healed so this is good news Hare Krishna one more from Rati Manjar yes Rati I was wondering if you are already working on the Bhagavad Gita audiobook you know my voice changed uh, one of the reasons why I mentioned about the it being a year it took all this time for different parts of my body to heal and I was told also when I mentioned it that it's natural after major surgery for, for, for a person's voice to change for some time now it's just now coming back to normal we started the Bhagavad Gita but we only got very uh, a little a little into the front matter before we had to stop because my voice just wouldn't match it was not steady enough but now it's coming there it's getting there so I plan to start this next week actually uh, recording the Gita for the next audiobook for the BBT Hare Krishna Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sama Beda Bhakta Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hare Haribo See it's tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The ongoing pastimes of the Lord as executed by Uddhava, Vidura and Maitreya. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. Haribo.